movies are back! And so are we. It is the Box Office Preview Podcast, back from hiatus and ready to talk about new movie releases in the theaters. I am your host, Greg Earhart, onstage blog and on-screen contributor. Joining me today, my co-host. Him seeing Tenet in the theater will be his Christmas, Halloween, and Easter all rolled <laughs> into one. It is on-screen chief film critic, Ken Jones. Ken! Well, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Long time. I'm so excited! <laughs> for those uh, for those of us, it's a bit of a surprise, and I apologize for not too much corporate communication as far as the status of our podcast. We're basically just, um, it was for a couple reasons. We had uh, waiting just... We, we thought movies might be coming back in late June and July and August, and we didn't. It was going to be touch and go. We couldn't come back at any moment. And um, But obviously, it took until September for uh, movies to come back into theaters. And we've also been you know, tied up in a couple other projects uh, related to Onstage Blog and, of course, the brand new podcast, which we both have been uh, guests on, the yeah. Definitive Cinema Podcast, which you can check out on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. Um uh, well, we can talk about that more at the end. But so, but we're back here at Box Office Preview. Uh, when movies were coming out in theaters, we're we're here ready to talk about them. So I don't know, but, I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. I mean, <laughs> the movie The Wretched was the number one movie in America from <laughs> May 1st to June 5th to the 11th. So I, yeah, I don't know what happened to that episode. We did we we did a full like two hour breakdown of The Wretched. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what that movie was. I just happen to be looking at uh, Box Office Mojo. <laughs> so okay, let's just talk briefly just about um, our experience uh, and lack thereof and just first summer in our lifetime without movies, without movies in the theaters. Um, yeah. You, we, we both kind of live and die by it, you especially so. Um, just what, run, walk me through your game, your emotions. Kind of, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's been bleak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, I yeah, like I, I love movies, but uh, I had a hard time like digesting new movies during during this whole like break and pandemic. Like, you mean the ones that did come out? Or yeah, like, like yeah, you even the things that came out on streaming. Like, I found myself like going to like comfort food movies like mm-hmm. you know ghostbusters and big lebowski and mm. you know like movies that i know and love that i know i'm gonna get a laugh out of or that are gonna so thrill you, me or so you, you didn't know, go yeah, watch safety. yeah you didn't watch contagion uh on repeat i, I actually <laughs> did <laughs> you did okay. i did wouldn't <laughs> recommend it necessarily <laughs> Yeah, I'm saving that. But that was I, earlier. I that was earlier in the pandemic. Right. That was. Yeah. I, I actually watched that at the uh, end of March. So. Yeah. 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 I um. It was. I really missed going to the theaters to watch. This was a really interesting. Yeah. Uh, summer movies are coming out. You know. Uh, right. It was supposed to be, and we were both excited about it. I remember we had just done our uh, fantasy movie uh, league draft. Like, yep. You know, <laughs> a week Good or two agree. before oh, the movie really draft. Oh. Right. Right. And um, there's a lot of stuff I was excited for. You know, we had a new uh, Marvel movie coming out. We had a bunch of the James, uh, James Bond movie. And, um, you know, all Fast and Furious, all that got pushed back. And it was so depressing because not only were we dealing with the uncertainty of what this was going to be, but all the things we're looking forward to 
not, not only just sports, which obviously we're both big, uh, intense sports fans, right. but uh, but all the movies were gone too, and we had nothing. And yeah. um, it was a long wait. We had a few. In, I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the movies that did come out uh, in streaming. It was going to be an active experiment because we knew the studios wanted to test this model for a while in terms of not every new release, but certain releases that weren't maybe shaping up to be it for a big box office opening. Um, you know, they, they definitely want to test the model of, all right, can we get this streaming like two, three weeks after release? And they're able to do that. Uh, it's really started in a big way with Trolls World, World Tour because that really yeah. pissed off, <laughs> you know, the movie theaters. Yeah, that started like a little uh, Cold War between AMC and... Uh, yeah, Universal. <laughs> yeah, so we had a few movies like that, Trolls, and I know all the kids were really excited for it, and they did. I mean, they, they they never released streaming numbers, but all the buzz was that the numbers were through the roof in Very terms good. of paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we had a few other ones. Um, Artemis Fowl. Disney decided like they weren't even gonna bother. Like, oh, we're gonna push this back to December. You know, there was like a you know, <laughs> let's just dump this on Disney Plus. We had Hamilton. Um, that was a huge release on Disney Plus. Yep. Uh, we also had like a comedy Lovebirds uh, that came yep. out streaming on Netflix. Um, and uh, one one we've I, I just remembered uh, King of Staten Island also yes. came out. Yes. So Ken, walk me through what you, what your feelings were as some of these new releases, and you sat down and watched it on your couch instead of going to the theater. Was it the same experience? Did you like? No, it? of course. It? I mean, I. It, the ones I saw, I, I enjoyed most of them. Uh, I I saw Hamilton for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know that was that was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, you know, I I guess there's something to be said for being able to, you know, take in Hamilton at your own pace. Like you can you can break it up if you want to. Like because it is kind of long. Yeah. Um, but even then, like I'm I'm sure that would have been a, a much more. Um, engaging experience in the movie theater or engaging in a different way most likely yeah. um, where you can, you're just you're in there and you kind of locked in for lack of a better word um, yes right and I, so I so it's I think both good and I think certain movies it really worked I think again Hamilton I think was a good one not just you could watch at your speed but also I really felt I could I think watching Hamilton in a movie theater with a, the packed theater would have been interesting, but possibly yeah. distracting because I think there would have been a lot of sing-alongs going on. A, a friend of mine, yeah, yeah. A, a friend of mine no, uh, noted that uh, he picked up a lot more when he watched it the second time through with subtitles. Yes, <laughs> I turned on subtitles too for that. No, for that reason, yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's an excellent point. Is right, you can do that in home theater, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, I actually watch a lot of movies with subtitles on, even when I don't need them, just because. Old man, old you know, man. Right, no, that's fair, but no, but it's just like there are script stuff that subtitles show that you don't necessarily pick up watching, especially if there's fast talkers in it. You know, so it just yeah. I, I find that it really adds to experience. But uh, but other movies I kind of miss watching in the, like Onward. I feel like I really that would have been a better movie theater experience because obviously that had a broad canvas and a lot of big set pieces and stuff. I think- did I see that in the theater? I had to have. I think yeah, I, I saw it. That was like, that was the, either the last March or 6th. next to last. Yeah, I saw it on March 7th. Yeah. So it was it was one of the last movies I saw in the theater. Yeah, so that movie I would have wanted to see in the theater. Um, I think Trolls World Tour, I think, would have been pretty good to see in the theater. Again, another big set piece, um, big songs kind of thing. I think it would have been neat. Artemis Fowl, um, 
I'm very, <laughs> I would not have bothered to see that in the theater, but that's something good that I, ch- I literally watched 20 minutes of and decided that was good. <laughs> you know, so it was like, had okay. enough. Right. Yeah. Had enough, and that's sort of an advantage as well. I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't see King of Staten Island, unfortunately. I wasn't, I didn't either. I just wasn't willing to pony up the 20 bucks to, to watch it streaming. I yeah. definitely would have seen that in the movie theater, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because yeah. you pay an average what? I mean, do you go see matinees? Do you see your... Uh, I usually stuff? try okay. to see a matinee if I can. Um, but if not, yeah, I don't I don't mind paying a couple extra bucks. I, I usually try to avoid 3D. Yeah. Uh, so, because I, I, usually that doesn't add anything. Usually it detracts, if, if anything. It's just yeah. a... For the most part, it's usually just a gimmick, unless it's like... You know, really well done, but yep. uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm usually paying anywhere from like nine to twelve bucks. Yeah. So the pandemic has changed a number of things in society, and it's going to change things going forward. I think movie. I think the movie experience is going to be one of them. I, I don't think there's any going back. That certain movies, studios are going to demand like a at least at minimum a dual release. You know, that's going to go in some theaters. Yeah, yeah. That's going to stream. You know, for a higher price point. I think there's no going back from that. And there's some uh, good articles out there about the pros and the cons of that. Again, I'm on the pro side. I, I'm generally on the pro side, but especially. Well, I mean, we also yeah, we also had that deal between Universal and AMC recently. Yeah. Where they they had that chance to, uh, you know, after what 17 three days or something, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically, three, three weekends, weekends to uh, to keep it in theaters for the full 90 days or immediately move it over to VOD. Yeah. And so, so I think I think we're going to see gonna more start of that. happening more and more. Yeah, we're going to see more of that. And I think it's really going to benefit Oscar uh, contenders most of all, um, especially especially in the fall. You don't have to wait three months after it's already been nominated. And sometimes yeah. after ceremonies happen, you can really see it. And and again, the more movies that people have seen, the better the Oscar ceremony, right? Because there's more investment. So I think that it's right. nothing but good for the industry. So yeah, it's going to make box office predictions are much more challenging um especially when you're predicting the total i think opening weekend i think will be opening weekend for the most part i think certain movies it could hurt if people are just like i'm just gonna wait three weeks to. yeah but on on the flip side too though like most movies make the majority of their money in the first three weekends so i mean they're gonna be it it might lose some revenue but or box office revenue but it could it could make up more on the uh on the streaming on the streaming end yeah, yeah, but they never release those numbers. So I just no, they don't. Our podcast where we're going to making yes. predictions and stuff. It's and fantasy movie leagues for that matter. It's going to be tricky. Yeah, that's going to be right. tough. I, again, I think opening weekends will be mostly unchanged. But if I have a choice between seeing something a third weekend or just waiting a couple extra days, you know, to see it for right. you know, to come from my home, that's it's going to have an impact. So I think it really it's a good segue into the movie that's coming out this week because. The director of this big release is big about the movie theater experience. I think it's going to be even mm-hmm. more important now more than ever that movies, you have to make movies that are geared towards IMAX screens, big screens, big speakers. And that director, of course, is Chris, Chris Nolan, who uh, is directing Tenet, which is finally, 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 finally. Coming, out. <laughs> coming out this weekend. Uh, I think it's super duper appropriate that this is sort of the movie that gets people back into the theaters. It is kind of fitting, isn't it? It is. It really yeah. is. There was a dance between Tenet and Mulan all summer because, in a weird way, neither movie really wanted to go first. It seemed like, right. you know, because no one wanted to get blamed for spreading the COVID. Everyone understandably. Get... Yeah, understandably. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. 
and there was also probably some theaters that uh, you know weren't going to open. You yeah. Know? Uh, so then you're you're artificially limiting what your what your box office returns are. Right. You so know? it's going to be Tenant. Uh, Mulan's going to come out, but it's going to have a Disney Plus release, um, which is a big deal. They're charging thirty bucks. We'll get to that probably next week on next week's episode. Um, but Tenant again is sort of Chris Nolan is the event director. Um, the trailer for Tenet came out. Every, it was such a funny trailer because no one knew what the heck was going. Yet everyone was jacked up to see it, you know, because it's got all the classic Chris Nolan. It's uh, like, yeah, it's all it's all Nolan, <laughs> right? So let's. Get I don't to know the what this line. is, but I like it. Right, right. So let's get to the storyline. So again, the one, the first one is always Chris Nolan. Again, it's a new movie, original script. Um, he's coming off of uh, Dunkirk. Um, which got a lot of uh, Oscar plays. It sort of got him into conversations like, not only is he a fun director, but he's actually could possibly be a great director. Um, yeah, kind of like prestige director. director too. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your temperature on him heading into Tenet coming off? Oh, come on. Dunkirk? Hey, look, I got I guess it's softball. I got I got it's softball. First episode back after four weeks, four months. Yeah. Well, we gotta warm up here. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're all well, done. Meatball right over the heart. Of the <laughs> I love Christopher Nolan. Right. I mean, unabashedly, unashamedly, unequivocally, uh, just I, I love Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was Dunkirk was an interesting play for him because, right, that it didn't. I saw Dunkirk three times in the theater. Right, right, and but it, it wasn't the classic Nolan movie, right? And no, even though it, it had a lot of his elements in it, but is a very this is like this is sort of like the Cohen brother. It was sort of like when the Cohen brothers did um, that western shoot. I'm blanking on it. Oh, Patrick um, Oldman or True Grit? No, no, True Grit, True Grit, okay. because that was oh, a, like, yeah. we're going to show the world we can do an old school like movie that's not weird and quirky like we usually do. We're just going to show we can paint by the numbers as awesome as any other director can do. That was sort of like a something Nolan was doing for Dunkirk. He's like, here, here I'm going to do a war movie, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to do it as best as Spielberg and you know some of these other guys. And but he it did was, it in a way that was like distinctly Christopher Nolan. Yes, too. Uh, right. Yeah, that's the impressive part of that. Right. So Tenet is a little familiar for him because it's dealing with, like, I don't know what it's dealing with. We're going to get to that a little bit. Yeah. Really, like, it's probably not time travel, but it's something no, weird. It's, it's not time, time manipulation. Inversion, right. Time inversion. I, I honestly, like, I don't want to know. Like, like <laughs> I, I know we're doing the podcast, so I have to... <laughs> I have to like talk about certain things, but I'm trying to go into this movie like as as you know blank slatey as I can. Like I haven't seen like any of the more recent trailers that have come out for this movie. Right. I just saw like the first like the first two that came out like months and months and months ago. Yeah. When it was supposed to get a, a summer release as opposed to a September release. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, time inversion and. Yeah, I don't so, know how it works. <laughs> and most of his other movies deal with time and some type oh, yeah. of time manipulation, or he is directly manipulating time and how he right. presents the movie. So, yeah. um, so it's it's familiar, but yet it's also combined with a spy genre movie, which we haven't really seen him do yet. So it's exciting in that regard. So, and with the trailer showing some pretty insane stunts and practical effects, as is usually done, it's you know we just don't know what's what's coming, and that's and that's really exciting. So. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you on Chris Nolan. I, again, I, I, I just have a funny feeling. I talked about this a bit on Definitive I have a funny feeling he sort of peaked with Dunkirk and, and even before that Inception Maybe. in a different manner. Um, but, you know, we'll I, I, look, if he gets better and better, it just, <laughs> you know, it's great. Right. It gets better and better than, you know, buckle up. Um, let's get to the next storyline, which is John David Washington. Um, this is sort of his chance, forgive the analogy, Ken, to step up to the plate, you know, in a really big release. No, but Sorry. Like... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry, I just, I just threw up in my mouth. No, but, like, okay. but most stars have that first movie where they really, they get a huge major release, a blockbuster. And, you know, if they nail it, then they get five more blockbusters coming their way. If they, you know, if the movie fails or they're just a dud, then... They rarely get a second chance. Sometimes they do, but this is really John David Washington's uh, chance, you know, to, okay, really, so, to really shine in front of a big audience. Ken, that's interesting. Go ahead. I was going to ask, like, how do you? I'm sorry, I'm stepping on your toes here, but how do you? How do you uh, frame his uh, starring role in Black Klansman? So Black Klansman, I, I don't. It's Black Klansman is not a blockbuster like like this movie. You know, it's not no, like a four, a four that's, corner. That's fair. Blockbuster. Okay. Like a, I mean, it was a, it was, it got Oscar attention. This is not to say it's not like he, he's only been in movies that was in five hundred screens. So I'm gonna try to say that, but just in terms of, this is a chance to be like a super duper box office star. Okay, right? that's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So Ken, so with that uh, as a transition, so tell me about your thoughts on John David Washington, what his career has been so far, and what you're expecting from him. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen him in in Black Klansman. Uh, I mean, he was. I haven't. The only other movie I've seen him in, looking at his IMDb, is really the Old Man and the Gun. But that was like a smaller role. That definitely a smaller movie than Black Klansman as well. Um, but no, he was he was really good in Black Klansman, uh, and I'm excited to see him in, in Tenet. Like he's he showed a lot of uh, cap- capability in Black Klansman and. And potential, and and this is a definitely a, another big step. And he's doing something that his father just frankly, I mean, his father Denzel never yeah. did, never did something like this, you know, never. Yeah, he never really did a big blockbuster movie, did he? Like he he had he had like action blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. He, there were smaller scale, smaller scale blockbusters. Right. Um, he never went like full like. <laughs> MCU never, or he never did you know two hundred million dollar budget kind of right. yeah right. hard a summer he, blockbuster he never did Air Force One or that type of movie no. you know I might be and guys and I might be blanking on something forgive me but just we know the type of movies that Denzel yeah he, he was he was the Tony Scott like level of yeah. action action movies right solid right decent decent budget for sure and right. wide release summer movies but not like that <laughs> not no, those five no, 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 no. global spy movies anything like that so it's exciting you know it's it's one of these situations where we really you know i we always we need more stars frankly because we need i i i truly think we need more stars that can kind of open movies by themselves because that means the audience really takes to them and that means you don't need you know, to sequel, reboot, or an MCU movie for a star to get noticed, you know, then you can just kind of, you know, do your thing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have not seen Black Klansman, so I've only known uh, him from, um, you know, what I've seen in trailers and stuff, and, you know, he could be in you know, a different, uh, exciting type of uh, lead role. Let's get to Robert Pattinson, the, the next storyline. Um, so he's just he just keeps emerging in meteor and meteor roles. We know he's going to be the Batman uh, next year. Do we do we need to call him the Batman? 
<laughs> now on going forward. Sure. Yeah, right. Right. Has anyone um, started that yet? We know he started with Twilight. That's where he got his big claim to fame. Yeah. We all dismissed him along with Taylor Lautner as just these teen heartthrobs. That, that's all they're going to do. Yeah, We haven't yeah. really heard from Lautner since, uh, but Pattinson has just We've heard from Pattinson, it. and we've heard from Kristen Stewart since then. Yes, we too. have. Yep, yep. And um, so, Ken, what's your, t- what's your temperature on Robert Pattinson now? Is he stepped yeah, into uh, a big I- role in a Christopher Nolan movie? Is it weird to say that my temperature is rising with him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, he's he's. I've I've been watching more and more of his movies, and he's 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 in more and more impressive stuff like each time. So, um, right, and yeah. he's like, and he's, he's sort of taken the reverse angle of say John David Washington, where yeah, since started big movies early, yeah, he's in Harry and then, Potter's and, and Twilight. Went he, to he, smaller scale. Yeah, really <laughs> small. Like he 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 left the. The funny thing is, like he and Kristen Stewart both kind of followed the same path. Yeah. Like they both, after the Twilight movies, they went the indie route and started making these small budget movies where they were like nailing their performances, yeah. and now their back is like, you know, knocking on the door of like bigger opportunities. I mean, she kind of swung and missed with. Charlie's Angels last fall, but uh, you know that was yeah that was you know is what it is. But yeah, he's he he's still doing you know he's doing uh, good time with the the uh, Safety Brothers uh, yep. in 2017 where where they did that uh, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler last year. So I mean yeah, yeah he's he's uh, and I think they definitely saw- made a name for his acting ability. Yeah, and while I don't think John David Washington is a draw yet, I think Pattinson is still a draw just based on his name recognition, and his being the Batman is also a draw as well because that got a ton of news and attention, and he got pretty much universal approval as like, oh, that's a really good choice for Batman versus with Ben Affleck. (laughs) With Batman, he got universal condemnation uh, to that point, so... Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Again, we don't know what these roles are about. You know, again, we know John David Washington is the lead. Uh, Pattinson, some type of shadowy figure, maybe. You know. Yeah, it sounds like it looks like they're co-workers or like former co-workers or you know, in some kind of like espionage setting. But yeah, uh, so normally I'd like to say, oh, it'd be fun to see Pattinson do this type of role, or he's playing this kind of guy. We don't know what he's going to play, so it's kind of hard to see, but. Last thing before we get to see it and see. Um, do you want to take a stab at what the plot is? I know you said you don't. You avoid trailers. Like, what, like just what's this I time mean, I, version? Like, what's, from what I guess? know, it has something to avoid World War III. And, right. and Kenneth Branagh is this, like, I guess he's supposed to be a Russian oligarch. And he's some kind of villain that has, like, precognition abilities. So that's, like, the probably, like, slight leap in oh. logic. Yeah, it's like that, reverse a reversal of precog, like it's like an anti, like a postcog, no postcognition. Maybe, hmm. but oh. uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely intriguing. Okay, let's get back to see don't see. We've been waiting oh. for this. Here so for, for those let's of us joining go. us for the very first time, see don't see is a way. We've talked about how excited we are for this movie. We want to quantify how much we want to see this movie or don't see this movie. So I'm going to ask Ken, and I'll ask myself. <clears throat> a series of uh, of categories related to the movies where we're going to rate our interest in seeing Tenet 
strict purely based on that category alone. The category could be the director, the actors involved, plot elements, trailer elements, anything else that involves the movie. We're going to score it based on uh, positive three, which means we are all in. We're seeing opening weekend, opening night to negative three, meaning we're out, like avoiding this movie like the plague. And a score of zero means don't really care one way or another. So the higher the score, the higher the interest, the lower the score, the lower the interest. Ken, are you ready? Yeah, I've I never seven, been more ready. I have seven categories. I, this, is, this is five months of pent-up readiness. <laughs> I think this first one will breeze right through. Christopher Nolan? Three. Three as well. Robert Pattinson? Uh, I'm a strong two, uh, like a solid two on him. If you had asked me a decade ago, I would have been a negative three. Right. Having never, I never saw the Twilight movies, refused to see them. Um, th- those would be like right picking for punishment movies for me in our in our movie league. I, I will uh, say, I've and seen, I'm, I'm a two on him now. Real quick, I've seen parts of the first three movies. The first two are awful. The third one is actually a tolerable movie. Just, just wow. sorry. Uh, me, I, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I, I'm very intrigued by him. I'm probably a soft two, not a hard two, but a soft two nonetheless. John David Washington. Uh, also a two based on Black Klansman and the fact that he's now in a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> lead of I like what I seen, again i haven't really seen him um again going off the trailer i, I have to be a zero just because i'm not i'm just not familiar with him but um you know we'll, we'll see after this that score could very well change a lot of that is the fact that you know spike lee cast him and and chris right. Nolan cast him as their yeah. leads yeah. so it's a stamp of approval that carries a lot of weight with me yep all right next um all you know about the movie is Oh, and that's the key for new audiences. It's all we know about the movie. So all we know about the movie is Chris Nolan, we're three, we're in. It doesn't matter who else is in it, whatever. Uh, Robert Pattinson, John David Washington, same thing. Next, all you know about the movie is it just has weird things going on with time. You know, we don't really, it could be time travel. It could be just like going through different phases of time. It just, we don't know what's going on. We don't know who's directing mm-hmm. it or who's in it. It's just, all, that's all you know about the movie. Um, yeah, uh, um, I'm a two. Too, yeah. too. Just on the off chance that it's, uh, you know, Time Clocker uh, or whatever that uh, Hayden Christensen movie was. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, Inception has that too. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. Playing with time through dreams and stuff. Yeah, I'm a three. I, I'm just anything involved. I'm, a, I'm like a three plus plus on time travel oh, movies, wow. but I'm still a three in general. Yeah, I'm just fascinated by time. I, I aging love, I love a great time travel movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Next, uh, spy movies. All you know is it's a spy movie. See or don't see. Oh, I'm three. Three. I love the spy genre. I, ah. I, I spent I spent uh, I spent a good portion of the quarantine uh, or pandemic uh, <laughs> searching streaming services for for espionage movies that I hadn't seen. Yeah. And there weren't that many left. <laughs> to my to my dismay. Yeah, I really like really good ones. I'm really pretty mad on even okay ones or worse. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I'm I'm probably a one, honestly, for me. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm just a little saturated with them, generally speaking. Although again, like Mission Impossible movies are one of my favorites, you know, stuff. So like, again, James Bond and meh, you know, at this point with it. But uh, okay, so you're three and a one. 
Next, all you know about the movie is they crash a real airplane doing like doing a stunt. <laughs> that's, that's all you know is that they just they a crash big a giant airplane. airplane too. Right, a big gigantic airplane. It, 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 um, fiery explosion. See I guess I, I guess I put me down as like a one for that one. I, I don't know why. Like I'm not na- I'm not neutral on that. Like right. <laughs> I, I assume that you're doing it for a reason. I think- and uh, I appreciate the spectacle of it. The reason is that's a big part of the trailer. That's a lot of the buzz about the movie. <laughs> uh, I think I'm a two, actually. I'm a, in wow. 2020. I'm a two. Like if you asked me in like 2006, it would have been like a zero, maybe even a minus one. But I just I really appreciate practical effects more and more. Oh uh, yeah. So I just any movie that invests in that, I'm just really interested in. I'm a two. All right, last one. Um, <laughs> All you know about the movie is you don't really have any idea what the plot is. It's a really mysterious plot. You don't read it. Oh, you know, man. It's, it's, oh, I'm I don't a three. know what it is, but... I, I am a three on plots that I don't un- that I don't understand based on the trailer. That that that's a hook for me. I had to say I'm not I can't put myself to three, but I'm definitely a strong two. I'm a strong yeah, two. I just I love it when I, I like being challenged by a movie. I like having to pay attention to a movie. Yeah. I want a movie that's gonna that's gonna keep my t- attention, and <laughs> and I'm gonna have to stay focused and right. you know pay attention to details. Well, especially and I know trailer- I'm getting that with Christopher Nolan. In trailers, um, a lot of days they give away too much of the plot, so exactly. it's like, way too much. So it's nice to have a trailer like what the yes. hell? Yes, right? what did I just see? I have to go back and watch that. <laughs> well, once that's coming out, I got to put that on my calendar. All right, your score. Let's tally it up. You had a sixteen out of seven categories. That's a that's a big, big, big score. That's correct. And I had a thirteen, so we're not too not too far All off. Right. Right. That's, that's huge for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have two bonus questions. So bonus questions. So we dealt with C. You don't see deals with L plots are actually involved in the movie. Bonus questions. I asked, like, what if the movie was something different? Would you be more or less interested in it? So I have two. I'm kind of scared by these. Uh, <laughs> if um, <laughs> if the reviews indicated that the movie had like current political undertones and it was like timely, this is a very timely movie. Are you more or less interested uh, in seeing this movie, or no, or no change? No change, but my guard is a little more off. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm actually yeah, I'm. I'm less interested. I'm I'm less interested. I mean, no one usually. No, I don't like timely movies that claim to be timely. No, I hadn't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, to Nolan's credit, like his movies. Yeah. um, Aside from like some of the uh, undertones of the Batman trilogy, uh, the socio-political aspects of that, like he his movies usually are um, not timely. And they kind of stand on their own. So, right, right. And I mean, it's, I mean, my thing so is if, if that were to happen, that would be a surprise. Right. I mean, my thing is if it works for the movie, like if it's actually integral to the plot, that's fine. If it's like forced, right. and many of it is forced, then it's, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to imagine what a timely version of this movie would be. That's why I keep laughing about it. Like it's, it's like time right. inversion. Like what the hell? Yeah, that could not be timely. But, you know, it, Kevin Branagh's villain is a Russian oligarch. Oh, so maybe, maybe 
Yeah, electioneering maybe. Yeah, like maybe yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be Steal right. election. <laughs> like that's worse than World War Three is stealing yeah. an election for the president. <laughs> or that leads to World War Three. Right, right, that's right. Right. If the current president wins second term, we will have no more Earth as we know it. Yeah, oh, I like that. Actually, actually, kind of like that. Might change. Might change my answer. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay. Second most question: If Michael Caine was not in this Christopher Nolan movie, <laughs> would that change your interest in this? <laughs> no. Oh. I, I I don't. I mean, it, anytime you get Michael Caine in a Christopher Nolan movie, it's it's a treat. But uh, I don't think he was. He wasn't in. Uh, he wasn't in Dunkirk. He wasn't. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, I don't. I don't believe he was. Wow. Wow. When was it? When I would he have been right. in Dunkirk? Yeah. I, I yeah. mean. Wow. So I mean, I had Dunkirk. Like he couldn't have been like a general that's all <laughs> he, had like a He line. should have been the. He should have been the blind guy handing out uh, blankets <laughs> at the end when they were getting onto the train. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, I I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't. Even, wow, I, bad job by you. Bad job by me, but I'll still. Well, I, you know, it's a little rusty. Five months off. Right. So. My general thought I, is, I, I Michael Caine's not in a Christopher Nolan movie. I think something's wrong with the movie because, like, <laughs> oh, why is Caine in this? You know, something. something. It doesn't have the uh, the Michael Caine <laughs> seal of approval. Right. Right. So okay, well, that's why we ask. Uh, all right. So let's wrap this up. So normally we do box office predictions. Um, we're just going to take a wild stab at this because with, I mean, there's only going to be so many theaters open um, for Tenet, and we just yeah. don't know what the pop, what the, you know, we just and don't even, know the theaters for this, so. Yeah, and even the ones that are open, like, they're not going to be allowed to have full capacity. So. Yeah, so New Mutants did about seven, had a $7 million opening weekend over did it really? 2,000 uh, different, theaters. Different. That's that was exactly my reaction. I'm like seven million. That's not bad. I think even not normal bad. conditions that would have done about seven million. So, pretty poorly. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty poorly reviewed movie. <laughs> right. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. We. Uh, well, I guess we'll save our thoughts on new means for another time. We meant to uh, touch on that, but I'm just glad that movie finally got into theaters. It only took a pandemic for it to, <laughs> to finally get in there, but like uh, delayed like three times. Right. Like, Right, right. <laughs> Most cursed movie ever. So the last couple of Christopher Nolan movies opened in like the fifty to sixty million dollar range, um, and we usually had likes, I believe, too. Right? Yes, right. So just let's just pretend it was normal conditions. What what would you think Tenet would do given you know what the trailer is, what the buzz has been? Do you think it'd be north or south? So if uh, I would say north of wait what what number did you say 60 60, 60 I'd say slightly north I think so just too. because it was come I think it was planned to come out in the summer yeah so um, yeah I, I think it would have been higher than that right right I agree I think there's a lot of anticipation for this I think there's anticipation for Dunkirk but I think again it's a different type of movie um, right obviously. Like an old school war movie is not going to appeal to, I think, the fans of Nolan movies like the Batman movies and you know, Interstellar. Yeah. And, other and, and he he always, like, he releases all over the calendar year, too. Yeah. So, yeah, like, he's, he's had a few during the summer and a few during, you know, holiday season and in the fall and everything, so. Yeah, and Tenet's getting pretty good reviews right now. Uh, we'll just read a couple uh, real quick. Uh 
Uh, we're oh okay oh yeah we well, I'll just say no, I'm okay I'm 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 fine okay seventy eight percent uh Rotten Tomato score uh just a couple quick positive reviews this is a positive one Tenet lacks the elegant mastery of Dunkirk or the cosmic soulfulness of Interstellar but has a darkly grand geometry uh, positive mm-hmm. review from Jake Quilly Associated Press um another one from one of my favorite critics James uh, Berard Bar- I can never say his last name Berard Dinelli. Uh, is among the director's most ambitious efforts and is a match for his most narratively complicated screenplays. Well, if he's saying it's complicated oh, <laughs> by Nolan's standards, I, don't, I can't imagine what this thing's going to be. Yeah, I've seen quite a few reviews uh, or people talking about it after the fact that said like they, they still, after thinking about the movie that they've seen, don't really under, fully understand what they just watched. <laughs> right. So. Peter Sobachinsky yeah. from eFilmCritic.com, an undeniably ambitious but dramatically confused story which feels as if it is going out of its way to come across as the most deliberately obtuse and impossible to follow Bond film ever made. All right. It sounds like a classic Nolan, <laughs> Nolan movie. There you go. Uh, they got to watch three times to understand what the heck is going on. Yep. Maybe, that's what, maybe that's why his movies have such great legs in the theaters because people have to go a second and third time. You know, I actually had to do that with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, funny enough. Yeah, like, right. I, I liked right. it, but I loved it the second time I saw it. Right, right. And sometimes yeah. movies are like that. Like, yeah. you know, you, you don't know what you're in for, and then you're, you're like, you come out and you you have one reaction. You see it the second time, and it's totally different because you're you're following along. It's easier to follow along the second time. Right, right. Uh, yeah, a lot of these reviews say it's gratuitously complicated, um, a maze-like action thriller. Uh, this I saw. Says, I saw a couple. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the complexity does not drain the enjoyment. Tenet is a fun ride. Yeah. So. I saw. I saw a couple of Twitter comments today that uh, someone was saying that uh, they, they the second time they picked up on a lot of a lot more clues and stuff that they missed out or didn't pick up on the first time through. Right. right. So it sounds like one of those movies. Huh. So let's end on let's we're gonna throw our predictions because you know we don't know but. I think the I think it's going to be three thousand theaters now. But again, more oh, theaters are opening okay. up like every day to try and get tenant in its you know, in its screen. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not so in a normal non pandemic situation, we'd have this to be in forty four hundred theaters. You know, it's probably going to yeah. be three thousand or so. Um, so what are you thinking? Uh, let's say twenty four million, something like that. I have. See, it's tough because I don't think California is in play. I think there's still New York has still locked down mm. its theaters. So those are two huge markets um, that are out. Florida, though, wide open. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I think uh, in your home state and my home state are open. I think. Um, yeah, theaters, mine, mine so. opened uh, like two weekends ago, showing like some old classic movies for like five bucks. And New Jersey just oh they just announced they're opening their theater, so they they might get the New York audience wants to see it. I have a feeling this is going to surprise. Like, I think twenty four million is a, is it was a good solid bet. I just I have a feeling people are jonesing to get yeah, to theaters so, to watch too. this movie. So I think we really could see at north of thirty, maybe even I'll be bold and say let's say forty. You know, and that would wow. be a big story. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that would be huge. That would be huge. That would also be a little scary. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like I have, uh, I have some apprehensions about going. Uh, I'm going. I'm planning to see it Thursday. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, and uh, I'm excited spread. to go see it. But I have, I do. I, I wouldn't lie if I said I don't, I don't have some reservations. <laughs> 
But weirdly, though, again, because you're supposed to be quiet in the theater. Yeah. And I think you know, more data is showing that the corona really spreads through shouting and singing and stuff. And if you're yeah. really quiet, it doesn't really spread. Like they just saw something about how like the Tokyo subways are famous for how quiet they are. And they've shown like corona does yeah. not spread in the subways because nobody right. talks. Everyone's always wearing masks and nobody talks. Interesting. Um, so we could see that now again. Theaters are at half capacity. I think you know. Even yeah, some t- some of them are even less. Like yeah. uh, I, it, it really depends on the on the the you know seating arrangements. Yeah. Like so 40- I'm seeing it on IMAX, and uh, they've got like reclining chairs. So they're like these big like lounging like uh, setups. So really, like you can yeah. go every like third. You can go every row in the theater but you can but you have to go like every you know two or three seats but like some some theater seating uh they're only allowing every other row and then like two to three seats in each row so yeah it's different uh yeah so so 40 million so 40 million might be a little bit might be a little bullish Um, aspirational so with that said so maybe pull it back yeah 24 is probably pretty good so we'll see. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be talked. Whatever the result is, it's gonna be talked about a lot. So I, I have one question for you. How, how long do you think this is gonna be in theaters? Uh, I guess what's to suggest it wouldn't be in its normal runtime. What? Well, no, I mean like weeks, not like. Uh, so I, I guess I guess my point is I don't see why it wouldn't be in the theater for like eight weeks. Right. Do you think right. Shorter? Okay. No, I was wondering if it would be longer, because I don't know how many oh, yeah. like, new releases are going to be coming out, and, right. and whether whether like theater theaters will want to just like, you know, keep having it in there as you know, hopefully, you know, more and more people are able to go out to the theater, totally. in more and more parts of the country, and maybe more more theaters start opening up in other parts of the country that aren't open right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. That was yeah. just a thought I had. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good like point. Maybe this is still around, like into you know November or something like that. <laughs> I think it's I very, very possible. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what what happens. Yeah, so uh, you know, so whatever the um, the box office numbers will be, will be a big story, and uh, you know, we'll be talking about it. So we are. Uh, it was good. To, it was good to uh, talk to you, bud, about new movies. Yeah, Tenet. And, good, to, um, good to dip our toes back in. <laughs> so it looks like September doesn't have any really big pictures, big movies coming out. Um, unless you want to count Greenland. <laughs> Sorry, say, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler is insulted by you right now. <laughs> he's but, he's very, uh, very vexed. Yeah. So uh, depending on, I don't think I don't think I'm going to see Mulan. I don't think I'm going to pony up thirty bucks to see Mulan. That's Are a you? lot. Yeah. No. That's a lot. Yeah. I'll probably just go watch the the original animated one, which I never <laughs> saw back in the nineties. So right. So uh, unless that changes, unless my daughter really wants to watch it and breaks me down, you know, maybe, maybe come back on to, to talk <laughs> about it. But otherwise, uh, we'll be back in uh, in a couple of weeks to talk about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four coming October second. Uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be back to talk about that. And yeah, uh, and after that, Candyman maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think we have Candyman. I think Black Widow is still scheduled for November, I think. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll have a few movies coming out. Uh, again, let's hope the COVID number stays, stays in control. We don't have some mm. 
giant second wave, this could all change. But uh, for now, we have Tenet this weekend. And uh, I'd like to thank you for joining us and uh, joining on the conversation. And uh, if you're going to the theater, stay safe, everyone. Yes. Wear, wear your mask, please. Mask. Don't shout. Uh, be respectful and uh, enjoy the movie and tell us all about it. You can find this and many other great podcasts on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. Go check out Definitive Cinema Podcasts. That's where me and Ken and, and Onstage founder Chris Peterson, we talk about we, we make our choices of what is the definitive movie for an actor or director, uh, plot trope. Uh, we go on down the line. Uh, we've had a few great episodes so far. We did Charlie Steron. We did Denzel Washington. Uh, we did the one last job trope, which is yeah. one of my favorite episode. Uh, we have a few episodes on there. So uh, while you're waiting for Wonder Woman 1984, uh, check out that podcast as yeah. well. We a lot of fun on there. A lot of good arguments. Um and uh, I play contrarian a lot, which is always fun. No. Like, <laughs> the hell you say. <laughs> I always believe my position, though. I promise you that. So uh, go check that out. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you in a few weeks for Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Ken, any last words? Um, no, I'm going to go see Tenet. I'll report back. Yeah, stay tuned. Ken will have a review of Tenet uh, on, on, screen, on the on-screen blog, uh, part of onstageblog.com. All right, uh, everyone stay safe, and uh, we'll see you later. Adios. I had, I had actually, a quick question for you. I have to say, don't know Greg, 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 hello? Hello? Sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> what? Where did you go? Uh, what part did you hear? Did you hear anything the last few minutes? Uh, you, uh, you, I, I was trying to ask you a question, and then you were talking over me, and I just started saying your name, and then you just disappeared. No, I was... It was, I was, it was like the opposite of Candyman. Yeah. I said your name like six times, and you, you went... You, you went away. <laughs> no, what happened was I was looking up the uh, movie release schedule and the video started playing. It was like, oh. loud. it was loud, so uh, okay. um, I was trying. No. I had to silence it. I turned the volume off, okay. but the volume off means I turned you off too. Oh, so uh, okay.